This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD. Philadelphia, The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Glad to be with you live on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, welcome into the Labor Show along with J. Doc. I'm Joe Krause. We're here for the next two hours, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. We're always here, J. Doc, every Saturday night. We're always live, and we have a great two hour show uh, tonight. We kick everything off in hour number one with Lou Ager, who's going to join us. And when Lou comes on board and is part of the conversation, um, I can unconditionally guarantee that the listening audience will be educated uh, when the show concludes. So I look forward to that. And before we do all of that, uh, and also talk about our number two, uh, nice to have you here. Great to see you here on a Saturday night. Yeah, it's great to be here, Joe. And I can tell you this, it's even better to be here when it's not snowing, when there's not a blizzard out. Um, and so that's awesome. But also, you know, it, whenever Lou Ager's on the program, I, we 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 uh, we've typically done our union yes and union no shows, and the reason listen we have access to 130 labor leaders across the board, but we always have Lou Ager on for a couple reasons. A, he's a labor leader. B, he's an attorney. So typically, what happens is we always have Lou on our side because we need a smart, passionate guy. Just in case we can't, you know, answer a question, Lou takes up for us. He's always got our back, and he's also really entertaining. No so. doubt about that. So we'll bring in Lou Ager in just a moment. Also coming up in hour number two, uh, Jay Doc, we're uh, loaded for bear. The John Doherty hour in hour number two uh, of the show, and we've got a great lineup. Mayor Kenny uh, will kick off the show. We'll start with him uh, at the uh, top of the hour. Yeah, we got like a, a, a an un- murderer's row. We got. Um, uh, pinch hitting for Johnny Doc. I don't know about murderers row. Uh, well, come on, Yankees murderers row. Come on, yeah, Joe. It's a, it's a it's a big it's a big lineup. It is. Well, we got Mayor Kenny. We got um, Richie Laser, the Deputy Mayor of of Labor. Uh, of course, uh, we have Jimmy Snell, Business Manager, Local Four Twenty, uh, Steam Fitters, and then Wayne Miller, Sprinkler Fitters, Local Six Ninety Two, uh, Business Manager. So yeah, we got a, a heck of a lineup pinch hitting for Johnny. One of the things we're going to talk about with uh, Mayor Kenny when he comes on at the top of the hour. Uh, is the city's partnership with FEMA. We'll talk about the vaccine uh, or the vaccinations and the convention center. So we'll kick off uh, hour number two with that. We'll jump into hour number one of the labor show with uh, J. Doc and Krause. Uh, Without further ado, Lou Ager joining us uh, here on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Lou, a good Saturday to you, sir. 
And good to be here. So it's been a while, and I'm glad to hear you guys are doing well, and I hope everybody's doing well. Joe, make sure you send regards to your father for me. I will do. Um, Thank you, Lou. Much appreciated. I just want to start off by saying the last time I was on the Philadelphia shipyard was about down to about 28 people. And now we are going to be hopefully over 1,000 by the end of this year. So if you know any welders or CNC operators, machine awesome. operators, tell them to put an application in. We need people. So Lou, that's, a good, Lou, that's a good problem to have. That's a great problem to have and a great way to uh, begin, actually. I'm, it was an unexpected start uh, to this conversation. Um, what happened? Well... Uh, we had a joint effort between the union, the Metal Trades Council management, and the Metal Trades Department in Washington. We had a huge lobbying effort, and we got four merchant marine training ships. And these are not just training ships. These are a cross between a school, a hospital, and a hotel. They're huge. They're multifunction. And we have four um, that were, we've already started cutting steel about three, four months ago. Three months ago, so we're cutting the steel, and as soon as the steel's cut, we we'll start putting it together. And then there's ship fitting, there's uh, uh, welding to do, there's ship fitting to do, there's pipe trades in, involved, there's laborers, there's always operating engineers, and so it's a great, great thing for the city of Philadelphia. Who we could really use these jobs right now, and they're good. You know, when you get to the top pay, your rates over thirty dollars an hour at the end. Of, you know, if you if you learn enough skills, so. Thirty dollars an hour, thirty-two dollars an hour is enough to, you know, middle class. Great life. wage. It's a great wage. And, yeah. and Lou, how long? What's the prognosis? How much work, and for how long? Uh, because I did want to say one thing before you answer that question. Boy, is it music to our ears to hear that. Uh, I can't. I can't tell you how excited I am and, to hear that. That's and, why I said it was an unexpected surprise to start the show. And Joe, here's the thing: uh, one of the most difficult, um, difficult shows we ever did was. Uh, you know, those, you know, we were talking about the shipyard a couple of years ago and how difficult it was. So it feels that much better today. How long do, do you foresee the work, uh, Lou? Well, just on this ships, and they just picked up another uh, repair ship this last week. It should be about four to five years easily. Plus, we're hoping to get more after that. There's one more that has to be built after that we're hoping to build. Plus, there's hopefully we'll start getting uh, container ships and a combination of military and and, and government and private ships being built down there. We're the best shipbuilders in the world. So we should get the, we build the best ships, and that's why it's important we keep these jobs in Philadelphia. Lou, I want to give the audience, and I want to ask the audience off of your description, I want, to, I want the audience to be able to use theater of the mind and be able to process what this actually means. Um, you started by saying that... A year ago, you were down to 28 employees at the shipyard. Now, think about that. I want everybody to think about that for a moment. 28 employees, 28 workers, and now over 1,000 and looking for more. Lou, that has to be a vibrant transformation uh, of what's happening on a daily basis. But we don't have the thousand yet, but we will have a thousand hopefully by the end of the year. But we're okay. hiring. They're hiring right now. They're 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 doing apprenticeship applications. Go on to phillyshipyard.com if you have the skills. If you have if you have welding skills. If you have ship fitting skills, pipe skills, CNC op, machine operator skills. Go on phillyshipyard.com and 
apply because they're they're looking. We're looking for people. We're looking for skilled workers, which is a problem in America. Which is probably a story for another show about we need more skilled workers in America. We need welders. We need machine operators. We need the kind of people that are skilled that can put things together. Lou, and we're going to move on, but real quick, the sentiments of the men must be unbelievable. It must be such such a, a great feeling for them, uh, especially you know those who were out of work during that time. Oh, absolutely! Everybody wants to work. You know. Um, it's, and these are these are look. These are not jobs that are for for the faint of heart. These are the hardest, you know, some of the hardest jobs you'll work in America. It's dirty. It's hot in the summer, cold in the winter, um, but it is rewarding. It's. I mean, when you see a piece of steel, and then not eight months later, you're looking at a full ship ready to launch. Yeah. It's rewarding work to see something built. Talking to Lou Ager, who was our special guest on the Labor Show uh, for the full hour, 6 to 7 p.m. Uh, great to have him and a great way to uh, begin uh, the conversation. we got a couple of minutes until we get into uh, the opening break on the show. So, Lou, I thought I would give you, instead of J-Doc and I rambling on for a few minutes, uh, like J-Doc, mo- mo- like at least J-Doc normally does. <laughs> I was, um, was going to say mostly Krause. <laughs> um, I thought I would give you a couple of minutes on the platform platform here um and then we'll go into the break and give the audience a chance to process i thought i'd give you a couple of minutes to get your thoughts now that the new administration has transitioned into uh dc we're now in the joe biden era uh and i would love for you to take the couple of minutes and just give me some of your thoughts now uh as we sit here and talk uh on this uh, 20th day of february well, working people now have a friend in the White House, and they didn't have a friend for a while, um, but we have a friend now. And, and, and I want to just give Joe Biden such a big shout-out. For 26 minutes after he, was in, after he was inaugurated, he fired the head of the, the General Counsel of National Labor Relations Board. And this was a general counsel who made it his mission to hurt workers and hurt unions and hurt the right to organize and hurt the right to collective bargaining. So Joe Biden, 26 minutes, he fired him. So that's a great sign. And just, I think, Friday, he named Jennifer Abuzzo, who is without a doubt an advocate for working people. She was uh, worked at CWA, Communication Workers, was a, worked at the board for years, and is just, just a breath of fresh air. She will do what the labor board's supposed to do, and that is to defend the rights of people to organize and bargain collectively. So that's the first good sign. So we're going to have a lot better NLRB. The second thing that Joe Biden is, is did is to take away the uh, Donald Trump, uh, I'm sorry, President Trump apprenticeship requirements that would give all of the power to industries and not to unions. And look, a union apprenticeships are the largest training facilities of skilled workers in America. We train America how to build things, how to do things. We're operating engineers, steam fitters, electricians. Um, I could go on and on. And Donald Trump wanted to give industry the right net. You know, when you give industry the right to do something, a lot of times out of 10, they'll steal. So Joe Biden got rid of that first thing. The next thing that Joe Biden, and the two things that I hope he does, well, one of the things I'm sure he's going to do is we waited four years for Donald Trump's infrastructure plan. We're not going to wait that long. Joe Biden has a plan to get people back to work and build and repair America's roads and bridges and schools. So hopefully there's a big infrastructure plan coming because nothing stimulates the economy 
like building infrastructure. It's good wages. It's good for America, and it puts people back to work. So, and it also gets people training so they can be the next generation of skilled workers. So, that's the things he's he's going to do, and he hopefully the other thing he does is he passes the Pro Act, and um, I don't know how much time I have, but the Pro Act. Well, let's will, do this. Uh, hold on, uh, hold on to that thought, Lou. So we'll start on the other side of the break with the Pro Act. J Doc anxious to get in, so I'll let you guys talk about that uh, after the break. This is the Labor Show with J Doc and Krause and our special guest for the opening hour, Lou Ager. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ, District 1201. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here on the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we are live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So nice to hear uh, coming out of the last commercial break. So nice to hear the commercial spot for the 34th annual All-Star Labor Classic, which will be played yep. in April this year, J. Doc. Uh, very COVID compliant. Uh, everything set uh, set to go. The tip-off will be at Germantown Academy this year, uh, and the game uh, resumes. And in my opinion, you've heard me say it many, many times, J-Doc, it's the greatest fundraiser ever created or produced because it includes uh, a nonprofit. Uh, it includes um, youth from around the Delaware Valley, from the city and the suburbs, and 100% of the money raised is handed over to MS. 100% of that money is donated on game day. I'm very excited that it returns. Yeah, and, and I guess what you're saying is it's a win-win-win-win. You know, obviously, MS is an incredible charity. It's an important you know issue. It's something that... Uh, we're passionate about fighting, number one. Number two, the, the kids, the high school kids get the opportunity to get scholarships, and they also get to see what they're making a difference at. So and by the way, in hour number two, Wayne Miller will join us. He'll talk, we'll talk to Wayne Miller about the return of the All-Star Labor Class. So, so we're talking to Lou Ager, the, the president of the Metal, Metal Trades. And uh, Lou, if you would, first off, tell everybody what the PRO Act is. Okay, the PRO Act is an attempt by the government to back rebalance the scales because so much of uh the labor board over the last 20 years going back to ronald last more than that going back to ronald reagan reagan and and and, ju- and judicial decisions have gone so far against against labor that it is just almost impossible to or well not impossible because workers are always motivated to organize but they put up so many roadblocks to organize and taking so much many teeth out of the law that it is, it has become more and more difficult not only to organize but to get the first contract and to get a second contract and to stay organized. Um, they've taken away, you know, going back to the 30s when they outlawed sit-down strikes, um, and going to, you know, through where they've gotten rid of the secondary activity. And and secondary activity means that if I'm on strike against like ABC toilet paper, I can't put up a picket line at Acme saying, "Don't shop at Acme." Until they stop selling ABC toilet paper, 
that's against the law. Even though everybody else in the are to free speech, when you go to be a union member to try to vindicate your rights, you don't have that right to free speech and telling people, your fellow union members and people that believe in, in labor, that you shouldn't shop at a certain store till they till they agree to put pressure on a on an employer, and that that's just not fair to union members, and, and it's not fair to our rights to free speech. Um, Lane Kirkland, who was the president of AFL CIO right after George Meany passed, he said, "You know what? You can have the labor board. You can have all the labor laws. Give us the secondary boycott back, and we'll be fine." So that you know, when they outlawed the secondary boycott, we were hurt. Um, you know, there's really, when you try to organize, one out of three organizing campaigns ends up with a person fired for organizing. I was one of those people for the bartenders union years ago. Um, uh, and there's not enough teeth to to, to make uh, employers pay. I mean, they look at it as a business expense. Uh, the worst that could happen to them is they have to put the guy back to work, my, give him back pay minus what he earned in the interim. So if a guy got a, you know, if the union gave him a job and he earned more, then there's no financial penalty for for firing people. So they're going to put the the teeth back in that. Um, I also, and I'm not sure, but Joe Biden is also committed to getting rid of right to work, or we call it right to work for less. Right. Um, and he will, and he will say that even if they don't get rid of right to work, the pro act says that we can charge a fair share fee, so we don't get rid of free riders because there's all these people that. You know, they don't need to, they don't join the union, but they get the same benefits. And it's not fair to those that want to join the union. And also, we, it's really not about helping those guys get something for nothing. It's really about weakening unions. Um, it's not about rights or work. So. I mean, it's very, it's a very slick campaign, though. We talk about it all the time uh, about how when you hear the term right to work, uh, you know, who wouldn't want that? I mean, everybody should have the right to work. That's not what it's about. No. Like you like you no. said, it's 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 the right to work for less. It's really the race to the bottom. Um and how do we you, you know, with the Supreme Court being as it is right now, how do we how do we um how do we accomplish that? Get our well, rights we can back. pass laws. First of all, what, pe- what a lot of people don't realize about right to work, right to work was st- established by the same people that started the Klan. And it was really an attempt to oppress workers, oppress Catholics, oppress Jews, and oppress working people, and oppress African-Americans. So the same people that want to give you the right to work are the same people that would hang you from a tree. So let's, let's not romanticize these people one bit, who they are and what they were about. Um, you know, we passed the laws. The laws have to be constitutional. And these laws are, look, right to work can be, you know, was passed by statute. It can be repealed by statute. Secondary activity is, is a First Amendment issue. It's in, the, it's in the statute. It can be repealed by statute. It just has to have the, the political will. I think Joe Biden has a political will. I'm not so sure about the United States Senate. But um, let's hope that we get to the floor. Look, we saw what happened with labor law reform. With the, what was the one Obama had, the... Um, you know, when we were sold, it wasn't. We weren't sold out by Republicans. We were sold out by, by, by uh, right Democrats that killed us. Yeah. You know, the guy. You know, that's who killed us on, on last time we had labor law reform. And I've been through labor law reform when 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 the Arlen Specter and Al Gore's father killed us back in the seventies when I was an organizer in the South when they were just firing people every day. Um, so I, this is my this will be my third go round with labor law reform. Hopefully, before I die, this one will get passed. Um, the other thing is there's 
Go ahead. I'm sorry, Joe. No, I was going to say it reminds me of of Rick Blumendale's comment of that that um, labor's not a political party. We support those who support us, and it's right. important, obviously, that people don't take us for granted. Uh, you know, when, when when you're talking about issues like this, um, that you know, it's it's now's an opportunity, no question about it. Especially, what, you know, with with the new Secretary of Labor. Um, we, we, you know, the, obviously the momentum's going in, in, in our favor. We, we just got to keep it going. Yes. And we also show that we, we, we represent people and we have, to, as I always tell people, you know, about being, about working for workers rights union and non-union says before we were a union, we were called the labor movement at the labor union. So we're a movement more than we're a union and we have to represent all workers and fight for all workers. And that means native born and foreign born black and white and Latino and Asian, women and men, gay and straight. We have to support all workers on the job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so oh, go ahead, finish up. There you go. So one of the things it also will ban, uh, no permanent replacements for strikers. It'll protect the right to strike. There'll be no lockouts until there's a strike started. Um, as I said about the secondary activity, um, no withdrawn recognition from a union without an election. Um, Allow class actions for right. One of the things that happened during the last ten years, people sign employment contracts and say you have to go to arbitration and you can't have a class action. Now, to me, this is violates law because every worker is allowed to have a class action. So you would have to do overtime claims one after the other after the other instead of filing as collective claims. Now, we're not talking about CEOs. This applies to waiters, to exotic dancers, to welders. To everybody, you know, can you imagine having waiters have to sign an arbitration clause? I mean, God, right. almighty, that's not what this was about. Like, you know, the, the, I know somebody that was suing the um, for the exotic dancers at one of the places, uh, and they're still in suit, but they had to they had to go to arbitration instead of court. So um, that's one of the things it gets rid of. So it's good for us. It'll punish people. It'll make the law put some teeth back in the law, and it'll give people the right to strike and the right to organize and and and, and level the playing field in election in union elections. Lou Eggers, so. our special guest here on the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. We'll get to our next commercial break on this Saturday night. A lot of ground to cover yet with Lou. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here live on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause, live on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, automatic. Every Saturday night we are here. We're live from 6 to 8 p.m. We're with Lou Ager for our opening hour, and we'll continue that discussion in just a moment. Coming up in hour number two, we'll kick off with Mayor Jim Kenney, who will be along to talk about vaccinations that, at the convention center. We'll get all of those details. Rich Laser. Uh, Jay Doc will follow uh, Mayor Kenny. We'll talk with Rich Laser about uh, the schools and the teachers union and what's happening uh, in the city. Jim Schnell uh, will be with us, and I look forward to having Jimmy on. Uh, Jimmy on. Uh, he will join us. And then again, as I mentioned, Wayne Miller will be along to talk about uh, the All-Star Labor Classic and then just some building trade stuff uh, in general. Um, before you jump in, Jay Doc, Lou, I want to... Um, I, I want to, if you don't mind, I want to stay on uh, the PRO Act 
a little bit for the benefit of the listening audience, for my benefit, just to understand a little bit more about what it actually means. I know that if you search uh, the PRO Act and you start to look at it. And where we're at. Where we're at with it. Yeah, and, and there's there's... 50 different things, perhaps, that are in the PRO Act. I don't know how many there are, uh, but there are a ton of them in there. But the PRO Act, Lou, is not, just for clarity, the PRO Act has not passed. The PRO Act is conversation to get to legislation. Is that right? I'm pretty sure it passed the House. It has not passed the Senate. Okay. So, but that's that's a big, we, you know, passing the House is what we have to, easy to do relatively Passing the Senate right now is is um, is going to be a, a an uphill battle. Let's put it that way. I know that we had on this show over the last couple of weeks, J Doc. We've had a lot of different conversations about classification of workers, misclassification uh, of workers. We talked at length with John Doherty about that. I think it was uh, either last week uh, or the week before. Um, Lou, does the Pro Act? include or factor in independent contractors as employees well it does it does um in two first of all it 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 makes more employees employees when it comes to organizing okay so what will happen is you know what the, what a lot of these companies do say well yeah we don't have really many employees what we have is independent contractors and they, right. they make people as independent contractors, and then they're not per- – because uh, right now only employees are permitted to vote in an election, not contractors. Right. And so, but, um, one second, though. But they all got to be in at 9 o'clock. They all get the same lunch. Right. Um, they all you know, people and, what and to do. They all wear, wear – um, Company, right, uh, the emblem. Right. Yeah. I it mean, it's ridiculous. It makes an employee really you – know, makes an independent contractor really what he is, which is an employee. Right and and right. the thing right, exactly and and the thing about that is for people to understand what Lou Wake was talking about there when we're talking about in regards to and Joe Krause about misclassification, you know companies take advantage of individuals so they don't have to pay them health benefits uh, and and, and or stuff like that compensation or overtime exactly health yeah you know these are the kind of things you know give them a, a paid paid uh, sick leave in Philadelphia all the things that they try to do to them. Exactly, and then and so you're because you're working as a subcontractor. At least that's what you're classified incorrectly. Um, but is the and I'm just trying, and this is my ignorance. So so bear with me on this. The pro act, the legislation for the pro act, is this is new legislation that's trying that that, it, that there's an effort to get it if it passes pass the house to get it through the senate. This is all new, Lou, or is this a return? Uh, of uh, now that Biden is president? Uh, I'm not really sure, but I'm looking at something called the Pro Act Right to Organize of 2021. So I guess it's probably new. Right, okay. Um, uh, but yeah, but a lot of the issue, new, a but... lot of the issues and a lot of the bylines and a lot of the yeah. things that are covered, they're not new. They're, they're all no, what, is, they're what has been created to be part of this. So well, let's, let's talk about... going back to the way it used to be. Exactly. And now we have an opportunity... Um, how long do you think it'll take in, uh, when it comes to the Senate? Uh, it'll take either forever or hopefully within a couple more than a month. I mean, it could take forever. It could pass. I mean, it's 50-50. I mean, every, that means every Democrat has to vote for it. 
and you know, and then Kamala Harris. I mean, I, I would think hopefully Joe Minchin would vote for it because he lives in in a in a state that at one point was had the highest union density in in the country, um, West Virginia. Um, now, not so much. Um, you know, I'm hoping he would vote for it. And if 50 Democrats and Kamala Harris vote for it, it becomes the law. And, and that's, that's exactly what I'm, I'm to, right. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Harder to repeal. Yeah. So let's see if we can get it out of committee and vote it on, and 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 hopefully um, it'll become the law. Um, you know, but like I say, this is my third time around with labor law reform, and I'm zero and two so far. So I don't well, know what to say. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, listen. Um, you know, now now's the time. And I mean, that's really what Georgia was about. So let's be real. Um, yep. Having said that, you wanted to talk about the uh, the judges. Um, can you elaborate well, let me there? Go back to something else. Let me let me okay. stop before we go on. Sure. You know, the CWA. You know, everybody. I don't know if everybody knows, but right now Amazon is voting for a union at one of their big places in in down south. A couple of right. over a thousand people are thinking of voting. They're having a mail in vote, and the votes are going on right now. And there was an article actually in the New York Times Magazine tomorrow, or I got the early edition today, about Amazon's making money and they're squeezing and squeezing and oh, squeezing yeah. everything they can get out of their their uh, employees. And going back to independent contractors, their drivers, right? And they're just working and working, and 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 Amazon's printing money, and it, and and the workers are getting it. It's coming out of their sweat and blood, and. And they think that, that there's about to be a, a, a real backlash by the workers at Amazon. And I don't blame them. I don't blame anybody for joining the union. But you really are just – it's 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 very dangerous work because it's so fast and robots and, 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 and just production quotas. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, the workers, you know, look and say that it's time for us to, to figure this out. You know, you there's know, only Lou, one way. You know, Lou, that's one of the most confusing things – that I have never been able to understand um, why there's a resistance by many to unions. I think it's fear tactics, though, Joe. When you're talking, from what I understand, when it comes to Amazon, but I mean, I'm not talking about the employer. I'm talking about the public. No, I'm just talking about Joe Public. No, I know. There's a resistance out there that is that that a union is not good. That a union is not good for workers. Well, 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 let's 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 sort of transition that to the actual workers in Amazon that that Lou's talking about. I mean, my thought process, and I don't know if you heard this, but uh, Lou, but I heard you're hiring some of the the you know the the biggest union busting firms around to try to discourage these. Sure, they are. And, and and that's a big deal. That's why in a lot of these hospitals, you know, you you know where where they, where they organize, they can never get a contract because they're so busy bullying people. Now, listen, eleven ninety nine C does a great job. I don't mean they can never get a contract. They do an amazing job, and we, they're organizing in that industry like there's no tomorrow. But my point is, they have to break a leg getting a contract. And Amazon has all the money on the planet, and they're doing everything they can to union bust. Hey, Lou, you remember? I'm sure, and we'll talk about this in the next segment, but um, they were having a hard time w- w- with COVID and, and getting PPE out there in regards to the workers in, in some of the Amazon locations. So you got to ask yourself a, a question and why that would be, and that's because 
um, they do everything they can to, 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 to bully and, and, and overuse their workers. And they want to do, they don't want to start any trends anywhere where, uh, where a union gets into Amazon because next thing you know, it might stick and the workers may have rights and they may have collective bargaining opportunities. So, I mean, does that sound familiar uh, and, and, and about right, Lou? Joe, I cut my teeth as an organizer in the South in the 70s in the textile industry, you know, which was the most notorious anti-union industry in, 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 in the South. And and I will tell you stories that this old organizer told me, I forget his name, it's Bob Freeman told me there's two ways they try to scare you, fear and family. They f- try to f- put fear in you, and then they go after your family. You will see people saying, you know, get right, you'll see companies will write letters to the wives, not to the worker, but to the spouse. Right. And you'll see. I remember I'll tell you a story. We used to send a uh, we put a uh, sent a letter out saying this is our organizing committee. These people are protected by the National Labor Relations Act. If you fire them, you will be in violation of the act. And then the company would put it on the bulletin board and cross their names out as they fired them. Now, that's why we need labor law reform, because that kind of stuff can't have you can't have that. That's not fair to working people. But. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I know Joe Krause, he says, you know, that there's there's, um, you know, that, that unions aren't aren't thought so well in America. But that's absolutely not true. As a matter of fact, there was a poll that came out about a year ago that in people under, I think, 30 or 35 yep. unions have a 76 percent approval rating, the highest of any age group in the country. So that gives me hope because these kids are one. You know, these kids have done a lot of organizing over the last few, couple of years. Whether it's um, uh, what Marching. was the one, in front, you know, Black Lives Matter and the uh, uh, other one. What was the other one that was in mm-hmm. front of City Hall? Um, um, I'm sure I'll remember it as soon as we come. You know, young people. No, the young people are definitely the young people are active. There's no question about that. Um, you got but one one question. Conquer want, and divide, though, when you're talking about Amazon. One question I want to ask Lou before, and we're up against the break, but I want to get a quick answer before we uh, go to our final final break. Lou, they're they're voting at that one Amazon. If if they if the mail vote co- uh, comes in, the vote by mail comes in, and the workers, it's determined that the workers can unionize. Does that then open up the opportunity for Amazon workers everywhere to unionize? Well, Amazon workers have that opportunity right now. All they have to do is take it. Is um, I used to know, if you ever remember a guy named James Orange, who I worked as an organizer with, he was the youth organizer for the uh, Martin Luther King Southern Conference Leadership Conference. And he used to have a saying, and, and I worked with James for many years. He said, if you're looking for a helping hand, look on the end of your arm. <laughs> Absolutely. I thought it was a great saying. <laughs> Lou Hager joining us here on The Labor Show with Jadoc and Krause. On that note, we'll take our final break. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show with Jadoc and Krause are presented by DC 33, Local 1637, News Guild 10, and IBEW Local 98. Choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor when planning your next project. And back here live on the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause, hour number one. J. Doc almost uh, in the books. Great conversation with Lou Egger for uh, the full hour. Before we end the show tonight, uh, J. Doc, I want to make sure that we have at least enough time uh, for Lou Egger to put word out again on the show. 
uh, about the shipyard and wow. put the call out for those skilled workers um, to apply for these positions. So we'll cover that before we yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be a better announcement we ever make than that one. Um, <laughs> so I mean, really, it just feels so good. I'm so happy. I know, Joe, we both feel so good. That That's just like music to our ears, and I'm so happy you, you, you said that at the beginning of the show, Lou. Um, Lou, you wanted to talk about the judges and uh, you know dedicate okay. a little time there. Would you Would you elaborate? Yeah, before I do that, I want to make sure that everybody remembers that I'm not just the head of the metal trades department, a retired business agent, organizer, and lawyer for Operating Engineer Years Local 542, and Heenan would kill me if I didn't announce my own reunion. So I want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, let make me sure say this. That, that I mentioned that. <laughs> and Bob Heenan, by the way, you, and, that, and that's the business manager of, of Operating Engineers Local 542. We can't say enough great stuff about him. We just did a show there. By the way, Lou, I had never been to Local 542, Joe Krause and I. We had such an incredible time. That is one facility, man. I mean, you talk about Union Proud, and you talk about a great guy, Bob Heenan, your business manager there. Um, so I'll give him a double shout-out, man. Well said. And, okay. and uh, <laughs> you know, I can't say enough about him. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so hit us about the judges. Well, you know, we had we had a lot of years, you know, with McConnell and, and, and Trump giving us bad judges, un- incompetent judges, and judges that will just are just out to hurt working people. And one of the things that, that, you know, one of the reasons that the religious right loved Donald Trump, not because he was a he was a particularly religious or righteous human being, but he gave the judges they wanted. And we have to have that kind of mindset too. We want oh, want any judges that are not going to support the rights of working people. They're not going to follow the law. They're going to make law instead of instead of interpret the law. Because we we're, we're hoping to pass some laws this in the next couple of years, um, and we don't want judges overdoing it, overreaching like they did with Janice, like they did with Citizens United, like they did with a lot of these cases. They decided they didn't like a law, and then they changed years and years of precedent because they just didn't like the you know that that working people or the regular people had a say in America, and <laughs> and, and that's a bad thing. It is a bad thing, and you know I'm going to uh, jump on add to what you said there, just so people don't think it's uh, political, uh, you know, heebie-jeebie. Uh, you, you realize that the judges that Donald Trump, I think it was over 300. I don't think one percent of them were endorsed by the bar association. Uh, I, you know, the so it wasn't like so. You're what you're saying is 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 a true thing. I mean, you know, literally speaking, you talk about the, you know, uh, you, you know, the, the the judges he put in place, he put them in place for a reason, and and one of those reasons was not because they were overly qualified. That's a fact. That the bar, I don't even know what that means. The bar, the bar association did not endorse those judges. You know, you would think that they would, right? It's a legal association. Um, and they didn't. So that to your point, though. And they, these are the most important judges in America: federal district court and circuit court judges. I mean, these are the people that hear real cases. That you, you know, for years they were the creme de la creme of the legal profession to be a federal court judge. You know, you you were you know one of the, the great legal minds of your area, and now they're just like somebody's cousin. It's 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 really embarrassing. Um, before I get to the shipyard, though, I want to give two quick shout outs. One is to Two people running for office. This is ward leader's prerogative. Two people running for office. Maria McLaughlin, who many of you know is Jonathan Seidel's wife, mm-hmm. uh, running statewide for Supreme Court. My friend, former ward counsel and friend of work and people, Mark Moore, is running for common police court in 
Philadelphia. I hope everybody keep those two names in mind, and I hope I didn't overstep. But that's no. what you get when you you know you don't pay somebody. You got they got to. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Lou. That's what I get every week with J Doc here, bro. So good stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's hard for me though. Uh, I'll be honest. With uh, you. One minute, one minute, just to talk about no, the no, shipyard. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah jump on in. Go ahead, you got Lou. Elaborate on the shipyard. Dot com, phillyshipyard.com. Welders, CNC operators. At some point, if if you don't, you know, at some point, we're going to need pipe trades people, ship fitters, ship builders, um, riggers. Machine operators, they're going to need some, uh, probably need some more equipment operators, material control people. If there's not a job for you now, there may be a job for you in three or four months as we can get further down the road in the ship. So go to phillyshipyard.com, and that's how you apply. Apply online. There's also probably a link to anybody who wants to be an apprentice, but I'm going to tell all these apprentice people out there, I'm going to give you two words, as I tell all the kids in my neighborhood, that when they all want to work in the shipyard, I'm just telling you two words, drug test. If you can't pass a drug test, don't bother putting an application in. And if you can't stay clean, there's, there's you know, two-ton pieces of metal there. We don't want people who are impaired around them. Absolutely. But apply. This is a great start to a life. You can learn a skill, and you can make a living. Well, um, well said, man. Can't think of better better news. Um, want to thank you for, for uh, being with us for the entire hour, my friend. It's always fantastic and always entertaining. Well, thanks for having me, guys. And everybody stay safe. We're almost at the vaccine. Great <laughs> stuff from Lou Ager as hour number one of the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause comes to a close. We thank Lou Ager uh, for spending a full hour with us. Uh, on the other side of the top of the hour, we'll kick off hour number two of the Labor Show with Mayor Kenny. Stay with us. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communication Workers of America, and AFSCME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.